Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. We, we start a new series. Last week it was, but why? Just trying to answer some questions and, and, and I'm... And I'm being honest with you, I feel like at first we're going to get really shallow because you got, you got to take baby steps, right? I mean, you just, can't, you just can't jump into the deep end if you, you haven't learned how to swim, right? So you got to, let's, let's test the waters a little bit. Let's, let's step out in some shallow parts. Last week we, we hit on why we... Why we give? Because God, God said this. Jesus did. He, he said in Matthew chapter 6, He said, when you give, do it this way. When you give. What I'm trying to say is, it was an expectation. He didn't say, if you give. It was just assumed. Because you're a follower of me, you will give. I'll bless you and you give and I'll bless you and you give and I'll, you will be the channel that I operate through. So when you give, so we, we hit why we give, what it, what it does to our, to our lives. And, and today we're, we're going to go a little bit farther, still following in Matthew chapter 6 where, where Jesus left off last last week with the when you give and this week we're going to hit when you or why do we pray and that's a big question to ask why do we pray and how do we pray and do we pray you know those are questions you gotta ask yourself i mean we pray it's part of our our walk with christ we we pray and jesus said this in matthew chapter 6 verse 5 and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Come on, just, just say that. Jesus likes to say that. Just tell your neighbor, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like them. And don't call your neighbor a hypocrite while you're saying it. I'm not going to be like you, hypocrite. Don't point when you're saying it. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners or corners of the street and that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. I'm not going to have you turn to your neighbor and call him a heathen. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your 
will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You can be seated this morning. But why? Why do we pray? Why? Why? Don't you love it when your kids were three? Or if you haven't got there yet, you'll, you'll, you'll love it when they hit the age. It's a great age. They ask questions. They're curious. They call it the trying threes. And their favorite phrase will be, why? You all remember that stage? Do you? Why? Why? Wash your hands. Why? Brush your teeth. Why? Don't hit your brother. Why? I mean, just all that. Why? 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 Just tell them no, and it's why? 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 I think we get like that as, as Christians. I think it's okay to ask why we do certain things because we serve a God who loves to answer our questions. So it's okay to ask why. When you got your answers, it's, it's, it's okay to stop too. Sometimes we keep asking because we didn't like the answer, so we keep asking again and again, hoping he'll change his mind. But why? Why, why do we pray? And Jesus, when he's using this example says, when you pray, when you pray, do it this way. Don't, don't, don't be like the hypocrites who are, and, and what I'm, I'm going to tell you, this one catches me sometimes because I find myself sometimes being a hypocrite. I've caught myself before where I pray in, in public more than I pray in private. And that's what he described the hypocrite as. Don't be like the hypocrite who is outwardly praying, but you don't have the inward prayer life, the private, the secret. the. And he goes into this, this thing of, this is how you should do it. And I think he's not getting on to you for praying openly. He's just saying, you better pray privately too you better have this time that you pray inwardly with him and and it's just you and him and it's this intimate personal time and he's describing uh, what he's describing is a daily prayer life that you should have your time with him set aside just for him because praying should be this spiritual practice or this spiritual discipline that we all have it's not if, it's not if the if you're going through something and you pray, do it this way. It's not when you lose your job and you need a financial blessing, pray. 
It's not, he, he didn't give the stipulations that we try and give so many times uh, that God, when I'm going through something, then I'll pray, and then when I'm not, and it's good, uh, then I can just hold it back. He's describing this daily discipline of practice, of spiritual practice, of praying, uh, that it should be a daily part of your life. I mean, think of it. Praying is such, is our relationship with Him. It's the way we communicate. And can I tell you, it's communication back and forth. It's not just us talking and God listening the, and then that's it. No, He wants to speak back to you. It is this dialogue that takes place that we get to communicate with Him. That we get to spend time just talking and, and Him talking back and forth. It's, it's this time that's special. So he said, when you do it, when you pray, when you pray, find a secret spot. Find a special place. And when I, I, I grew up, man, I, I had some praying parents and praying grandparents, and man, they found all weird secret places to pray. I've walked in the kitchen of my grandmother's house and she's crawled under the table. That was her place. She's under the table. We knew it, it was new stay at uh, kitchen. That's her spot. Under the table and she's praying. Walked in my mom and she's in her room and she took this for granted she she shut the door and she locked the door keep them all out her prayer time sometimes I think she just wanted us out and we call it prayer time when it was just my private time but she stayed I mean it was those moments of just the secret place and what Jesus is describing in this he's saying uh, this should just be your spot. And think of it this way. Your spot that you and God meet together. And how awesome is it to think that way? He, t he says, hey, close the door. He's not, he, don't close God out. You're closing everybody else out though. It's this personal moment of just me and God the appointment that is set that I get to just spend time with Him. You know, where, where I think what happens so many times, why we don't have a daily prayer time is because we don't set an appointment with God. I've discovered a little bit as I've gotten older that if it's important to me, I set an appointment for it. As I've, as I've had to go to the doctor a little bit more as I've gotten older, I don't get to just walk in. There's appointments because it's important. It's an, I don't get to just show up and say, hey doc, see me. I need, I need you now. No, they have emergency rooms for that, and you're going to wait a while. 
So many times, I think what's happened is you've been going to God in emergency situations and you wonder why you're waiting a while. You're, you're just showing up when you need Him. And you're wondering why He's just not jumping at what I need right now. He's not just jumping for you. We want Him to, to just show up and do what we want and then leave as we need Him, as we need Him. But we never made the appointment with Him. And He's waiting in your private. He's looking. He's wanting. And I promise you, I promise you, if you will set an appointment, God will show up at your appointment. He's not late. So if you'll set an appointment, this is my time that I'm going to pray. So I close the door. Well, it's really, it's just saying everything else is out. This is my time. So, so my family can wait. Now, if you got little, little kids, you probably don't want a two-hour appointment. Because they can't wait. But you set your time, you set your appointment, and you shut it out. That, that, can, be, that can be going for a walk, and that's your time with God. It doesn't have to be just, just that you literally close the door. It's just saying that everything's off. I don't check Facebook at this moment because that's not what I'm looking for. So that's off. Someone messages me, that's okay, they can wait. This is my time with God. And that's what Jesus is describing this, is that you set up time, your place, your secret place. No one else knows. It's your special place with God. And you shut everything else out because the only thing that matters is Him in that moment and you begin to pray. And God says, when you do this secretly, God will reward you openly. I don't want just secret blessings. I like the open blessings. I like the ones that everybody can see. Man, he's just blessed. There's something about that one. He's just blessed. Why is it because God's rewarding openly? So, so we, we, we go secretly to God and we shut everything else off. And we just spend that time with Him. And I think we would all agree that we're supposed to pray. I mean, can we just take a quick poll? And I think as Christians, do you believe we're supposed to pray? Some of you are just asking why. Why, why, do I have to, why do I even have to raise my hand? I mean, we can all agree we're supposed to pray. We can all agree that that is what we're supposed to do. But, but in a, just a recent poll was, was looking, it was by the Pew Research Center. They reported that 15% of Christians... And I'm just going to give you numbers that kind of fit our, our, our demographics of our church a little bit more. But, but they reported that 15% of Christians 
between 18 and 29, pray daily. 15%. But we're supposed to pray. Now it gets better when you get older. Maybe because we got more stuff to deal with. But it's still 33% of those under the age of 50 pray daily. Of Christians, 33% pray daily. But we're supposed to pray. Now, if you ask, hey, well, I might not pray daily, but at least I pray weekly. According to research, that's really not the case. Even just, just praying weekly, those, those 18 to 29, they, they pray, that's 22% of them say they pray weekly. And of those under 50, we still kept it solid at 33%. I'm guessing it's still the same people who pray daily, just, just keep praying weekly, and the other two, two out of three people, they don't ever pray. That's, that's just... Here, here's the point. If, if we believe that we're supposed to pray, that prayer changes things, and we should pray... Why is it that most Christians don't pray on a regular basis? I mean, God himself has said, I'll meet with you if you find that private place and you set that appointment for, with me. I think, man, how many times have us, has God showed up and I wasn't there? Because I didn't think it was that important. And I didn't pray. I didn't spend the time. If the President of the United States called and said, well, if the President of the United States staff called and said, he wants to have a meeting with you over the phone just to discuss some stuff, he's going to call at 10 a.m., how many of you would be waiting at about 9.30 or 9.45 by your phone? By my phone, I carry it with me. Yeah, I know that was kind of dumb, wasn't it? How many of you, you would be in a private place, you wouldn't be busy, you would have your phone ready to go, just looking, because he's, he's about to call. It's getting close. Everything else is aside. You would, you would have the place quiet, undisturbed. You would make sure you had the best spot for your cell phone reception so you didn't drop the call. Why? Because it's important because of who he is. Listen, God wants to speak with you and have dialogue with you and I promise you he's way more important than the president so why is it that we will ignore the call 
or ignore the appointment or set it aside. It's not that big of a deal. And why don't I have to you know, listen? And, and I think it goes a little bit into this. I think our problem is we really don't know how to pray. And because we don't know how to necessarily pray, we don't pray. And it's and, and I and I get that because the disciples, Luke Luke says this that they asked this they asked God to, to teach them something. It was in Luke chapter eleven. They said this. They said, "Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, they noticed he's always praying. They weren't." He was praying, so they asked him, when he ceased praying, one of the disciples said, Lord, will you teach us how to do that? Will you teach us to pray? I mean, John, John the Baptist, he taught his disciples how to pray. Will you teach us how to pray? And in Luke's account, this is when Jesus says the Lord's Prayer in response that when you pray, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Teach us to pray. And I want to do that a little bit. I want to give you how to set your appointment and how to pray when you enter into that appointment. We're going to go by this little order that, that Jesus set up of how to pray. So when you set your time with God, and that's the most important thing, listen, listen, set an appointment and keep it. If it's important to you, keep it right. So set a time. What works best for you, it might be early in the morning, that's never a good time for me. I can't even hear God before coffee. That's just, mine's a little bit later. Let me wake up first. But whatever works best for you, you set your appointment. It can be in the afternoon. Uh, set your appointment. Set your alone time with Him. And then, listen, start off your prayer. According to this, start off with worship. That's a big key. He, because he said, pray this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's what he's doing. He is worshiping at that moment. So when you start your prayer time, start your prayer time with some worship. Here's what I like to do. I like to put on some worship music. Or, or you can ask my wife, I've always got songs in my head constantly playing. She'll ask me, like, what are you listening to when there's nothing around because I'm tapping. I'm tapping to the beat because I've always got a song in my head. She'll say, what's the song? And I'll tell her. I mean, it's, well, I'm right now I'm singing this in my head. It's just happening. So, but, but have some worship going. What worship will do, why we start with worship is worship gets my heart and my spirit in tune with Him. Because God is a spirit. And they that worship Him, 
worships Him in spirit and in truth. They that worship Him. So when I worship Him, my spirit gets in tune with His spirit. It sets the stage so that now I want my spirit in tune with Him because if my spirit's in tune with Him, I can hear Him what He's saying to me because prayer time isn't just me talking. Most of it is Him talking. So I start with some worship, but whether that is playing some soft worship music and, and, and creating the atmosphere for God to show up because, because He says He inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits, so if I put on some worship that is praising Him, He will automatically begin to enter that time. It's like, it is like this. It's, 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 God likes to make an entrance. So I've set the appointment, I put on some music, and it's almost like he's entering the, the dun dun, like the, like, I mean, he's just entering in, fog machine, everything. He's entering the room, ready to go. Some worship going. And it begins to set the stage where I can hear him. So, so you start with worship. Hallowed be thy name. And then, and then you begin to... And this is part of your prayer time. I don't know if you realize this. I do it this way. Begin to read His Word. Begin to read His Word. Look, Jesus said, Our Father child art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I can't know His will if I don't know His Word. He will speak His will to me through His Word. What happens so many times while we get messed up in life is we don't know His Word and we try and come to our own conclusions so we don't know His will because we're concentrating on our will instead of His will because we don't read His Word. He will speak to me in His Word. So I begin to read His Word so that I can know His will. I can't pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done if I never even took time to know your will. So I read his word, and here's, here's what I do. I don't get stuck on how much I read. Sometimes I just read a little bit. Some, sometimes I, I, I might read a chapter. Sometimes it, it might be two chapters. Sometimes it's just a couple of verses. Here's what I do. I read until God speaks to me through his word. And he'll do that. Because I begin to worship him. And I'm in tune to hear him. So I begin to read his word until he speaks something to me. And when he speaks something to me, I stop. So that I can meditate on that word. So that I can, I can get over and I'll begin to ask, God, what are you saying to me? That's a good time. If you're a note writer at that point, I'm really not that. that I should be a little bit more. But, but that's a good time to just, just write down what is he saying to me at this moment. He'll begin to speak to you through his word as a part of your prayer time with him that says aside. So you begin to write and just, just man, God, God spoke this to me. Have you ever been reading his word and all of a sudden it's like his word just came alive to you? That's what will begin to happen. 
So you read until God speaks to you and you meditate upon that word. Or at that moment, you begin to just meditate and you soak it in and just really let it begin to speak to you. And the, and the best prayer times I've ever had with God is usually in that meditation time as He's just flooding me. I'm not saying anything at that point. I'm just dwelling and He's speaking to me through His Word. I've got this for you. I've got plans for you. I've got this. I want to do this. I, I've got this and this. So He begins to speak. That's your, your prayer time with Him. And then... Uh, and, and then you begin to flow into the next part. He said, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this. This is the time that, that really, after, after I begin to meditate on his word, what he spoke to me, it begins to give life to me. Then I begin to make requests known to him. God, God, I, I need this in my life. God, I'm going through a situation and I need you. I need your wisdom. I need your comfort. I need, I need you. Sometimes, and listen, the Holy Spirit will drop things into your heart to just ask Him for. You don't have to have this big list. You can. You can have this big list of just, God, I need this. Pray, pray for this and this and this. But most of the time, what, what do I pray? I pray for what the Holy Spirit drops in my head right then. Because he's dropping it. And, and I begin to pray, God, you know, this is coming up and I need you to, to, to work. I, I can't do this alone. I, I need you. Give me my daily bread. Give me my trespasses as I forgive others. So then I begin to pray for other people. God, God, you know what they're going through. God, they need a touch. God, you, you know what my kids are going through. They need your strength. I begin to pray for others. God, this one in the church that needs a healing. That one, that one, this one, and that one. And, and you begin to pray for others in your prayer time. I'm just kind of going through. This is how I do it according to his word. I begin to pray for, for others because it's... God, God, I forgive them. And then I really begin to pray for him to help me through the day. That, that's really, finally, I get to that point of help me through my day, whatever I have, whatever I'm facing. Because he said, after that, he said, lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. He knows since he recorded my days and since he planned out my days, he knows what I'm facing today. Since he is the author and the finisher of my faith and the story's been wrote, he knows what I'm facing tomorrow and the next day. So why would I not go to him and ask him for the help that he knows I'll need even before I get there? I begin to pray, God help me. And then I always end in praise. Always, always end it with the thanksgiving. Ending in thanks because it's thy kingdom come. Power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the formula. That's what I use. That's 
going through. You set an appointment, and then you enter it with worship. Spend some time reading his word, and then after you've meditated and God has already begun to speak to you, then you begin to ask him for things. I'm not saying this is, this is, this is an hour process, by the way. You don't have to pray an hour. That's good if you do. That's awesome. It can be a 15-minute prayer time. It can be 10 minutes. God can do a lot in five minutes. If you set an appointment, here, here's the big thing. Pray. Spend some time with Him. Let Him speak to you. Get into His Word. Spend some time. Set that time aside just for him, can you imagine? Could you imagine what the church would look like if the number that prayed daily wasn't fifteen percent, but it was a hundred percent? Could you imagine what God would do in the in our communities in the area if the number wasn't just thirty three percent of those under fifty were praying, but instead the number was a hundred percent of those under? What would God do in the church? Well, prayer changes things. Does it? Do you believe it? If you believe it, you'll do it. So you set the appointment, you set the time, and you let God speak to you. Now I want to worship team, if you will, come, come back on up. But then can I tell you, after you've prayed... And for it to work, walk your faith. Come on. Your faith doesn't mean nothing if you're just praying secretly, but you're saying openly. That was harsh, wasn't it, right there? Man. Live it. Walk out your faith. Say, well, it feels like my prayers aren't being heard. Are you living it? Here's, here's what, what Proverbs says. Proverbs 15, it says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but He hears the prayer of the righteous James, James is a little nicer. He just says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Here's why. Because the effective, fervent prayer of any man. Oh, no, I misread that. It's the prayer of a righteous man that avails much. I'm afraid we've gone to a culture that we want to live how we want to live and then we want to say we pray and we wonder why, why we're not seeing results because we live like we want to live. But I prayed. But I live like I want to live. Listen, this, this word, it still calls for righteousness. Yes, we are saved by His righteousness. Yes, we are righteous because of His righteousness. There's none righteous. Not My rags of righteousness are filthy compared to His. 
That's what the Word says. I bring to Him battered, messed up, but He clothes me in His righteousness. He covers me with His righteousness. So my job is now to walk in it. I don't know why so many Christians want to disrobe the righteousness of God. I want to walk in it. He's covered me. And it's through His righteousness. So now I walk in His righteousnesses. And as I'm walking in His righteousness, He hears me. Listen, don't take that moment for granted. Don't take his covering for granted. Don't take his time for granted. He set aside time for you. I like how what Mother Teresa, how she put it. She said this, she said, when I pray, coincidences happen. And when I don't, they don't. I like that. What she's really saying is when I pray, miracles happen. When I pray, God moves. And when I don't, He doesn't. It's vital to your walk. That's why we pray. What would your family look like? What would those around you look like? What would your job look like? Your place of work, business. What miracles would happen in your life if you began to really pray? daily with him will you stand across this place thanks for joining us today please share this podcast have a great week and make an impact on those around you